I think it's just that God's lit among us. He's there. Welcome to the Spirit is Lit podcast, a spirit-centered podcast. Join us each week for a conversation on faith, current events, and everything in between. Hey folks, Jacob DeRusha here. I am the coordinator of Young Adult Ministry as well as a co-coordinator of the youth ministry at St. Patrick's Catholic Community in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this week, we are talking to one of our co-hosts, Thomas the Best Bestel, a.k.a. Thomas Bestel. Um, Thomas has been um, at St. Pat's for uh, some years now. He's been working with the um, youth ministry as well as the um, young adult ministry, and he is a ball of fire. Spirit is lit with this man. Let's just get into the conversation. Here we go. All right, so Thomas, just to get us started, would you mind just telling our, you know, our millions and millions of viewers, uh, who is Thomas? I'd love to, Jacob. Thank you for asking. I am a graduate of the University of Georgia. I currently work in the insurance industry. Uh, I grew up primarily in Georgia, uh, attending Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Petrie City. Nice. Nice. So then what was like, I guess, um, what was your transition like coming from, you know, Georgia all the way over to Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, a really interesting one. Uh, In Georgia, there's less uh, Catholic churches like per capita. So it was kind of really eye opening to me to see so many Catholic churches in the Phoenix, Scottsdale area. Um, I never really had the option to like shop around for churches before. So it was really kind of exciting to be able to do that and not just go to the church that's in your town. I mean, I had an incredible religious experience and upbringing in Georgia, but it, it's just a different, it's different for me. Yeah. And it took some adjustment. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 I guess that's the Southwest for you. So like speaking of um, your religious and your faith, um, can you talk more maybe about your faith journey? Yeah, I definitely can. Um, so I grew up in a Catholic household. I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, Growing up, I always knew I wanted to be Catholic. I mean, my mom, you know, forced me to, I don't know if force is a strong word. She had me go to church and, you know, all the religious ed classes. I went to CCD growing up to get my sacraments and all of that. But uh, for a while, I kind of just thought it was, you know, you follow the rules, you go to heaven. And if you don't follow the rules, you know, you go to the, the other place. And I, it was kind of hard for me for a while to kind of like gain a relationship with God. But when I got into high school and I got into our life teen program and I was prepping for my confirmation, which was in high school, that's when I really kind of gained the understanding of what it's like to have a relationship with God and that it's more complex and it takes effort and it's not just a black and white thing. And it's also just not a, it's not a destination. It's a constant journey. It's something you have to work on your whole life. Yeah. So like what you're saying, I get like, it's not a set of right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong. You go down the list. It's a little bit more like of a, a relationship. It's a little bit more complex than just like, okay, you're on this side or you're on that side. I think. Definitely. And I mean, I thought I knew everything when I was in high school, like many young people, but then I went to college and I met even more different religious leaders in my, the Catholic center at my university or different nuns that I volunteered with and through other different opportunities, I learned so much more and I grew in my faith. Uh, and I grew because I didn't just act like I knew everything. I grew because I listened to others and I 
was open to growing. Nice, nice. So then how did um, St. Patrick's, how has St. Patrick's been an impact on your faith life and relationship with God? Yeah, um, and a lot of people ask me how I found St. Patrick's, not knowing anyone from Scottsdale. When I was in my job training, I spent an afternoon uh, just searching different after work. I did all my work that day. I should preface that in case anyone from my company hears this. Um, but I went online. I just searched Catholic churches in Scottsdale because I knew where I was living and I knew where I was working. And I went to different churches' websites. It's kind of like church shopping, looking around. Uh, and what I liked about St. Patrick's was all the different opportunities they had to give back and to volunteer, whether in youth ministry, they have so many different outreaches within the church. I just loved all the options. So then I went to a my first Sunday in Scottsdale. I went to a mass and then I started talking with the leadership at the time about getting involved. And then two weeks later, I was involved. Nice. So do you, um, I know I, th- I think that's a different perspective for me in terms of like being a part of, I guess, the ministry program as like a participant, as a in contrast, or maybe not in contrast, but like as a difference in being being participating as like a leader. Uh, do you do you, I don't know? Do you see any? How do you see that nourishing your faith in a different way? As a, you know, leader as opposed to participant. No, it's it's. The, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, as a participant, I feel like a lot of it was building the foundation. Like that was, I was in my formative years and I didn't really know anything in hindsight. So I think that's for me, like being a participant in the life team program when I was in high school, kind of built my foundation to where it is today. But as a young adult that's volunteering as a core member for life team and edge, that kind of helps me grow and take my faith to the next level, kind of trying to help guide these younger people through their faith. And also I'm still learning myself. Like I, I learned from them. I learned from the other core members. I, I just learn overall. Uh, but I think being a core member has kind of helped take my faith to where it needs to go and help me ask the questions I need to ask and help and challenge me a lot of different ways, both in a spiritual level and also just in a growth level of me as a person. Nice. So speaking of uh, um, like being a core member and leading leaders and also like continually, continually growing, have there been any role models or models in your life that have helped influence you in your relationship with God? Yeah, definitely. I think whenever I get asked, like, who's my, like, who's someone I like admire and look up to, I always think, go back to when I volunteered. This is back in Georgia. I volunteered with a uh, group called um, Oasis Catholico. It was run by nuns that assisted in a low-income neighborhood, primarily uh, immigrants. So I worked as a tutor there for, I volunteered as a tutor there for a few years, and I got to know one nun, Sister Margarita, and just seeing her passion for her faith and how she was unapologetically Catholic, and she cared so much for people, and she didn't care what other people think about that, even though some of her views could stir the pot here and there. And I was so... I just love that. I loved how someone could be so into their faith and give everything of their life, like a nun, you know, to follow God. Yeah. And that kind of inspired me to live my faith openly and fight for the things I think need to be fought for and advocate for the causes that need to be advocated for. Definitely. And I imagine like a lot of this, um, your experience was not absent of 
prayer was not absent in that. Like you, there's obviously probably reflection and things like that from these experiences and like, wow, I love this, the way, what this nun is doing. Um, but like bringing that to prayer and bringing that to, to God and asking God guidance on that. So I guess maybe long question, short, whatever. Um, what, what, what influence does prayer have on your life? Uh, I think prayer is everything in my life. Uh, I was raised to kind of pray throughout the day and I'm really grateful for my parents setting that standard in my life because it made it really easy for me to continue my prayer life. Um, I always pray before I go to bed. And I think that's like a common one, but I always pray before I get in the car. I always pray like throughout driving. I pray when I wake up in the morning, I pray throughout my work day at different breaks. I pray when I get home. Um, I think my parents kind of just showed me to always have like a constant like prayer going throughout the day. It doesn't always have to be like a set time and place. It's good to have like that spontaneous prayer come up when you need it. And it's, it's really helped me grow to the point where I'm very comfortable praying. Uh, my prayers a lot of times are more formal and structured, but a lot of times they're more conversational and maybe not structured and kind of just opening up my heart and giving it all to God. Do you find that like you get into a routine of doing the same sort of prayer after a while, or do you, do you feel like you need to mix it up or, I mean, and I, I know you mentioned a lot of like, you like that spontaneous prayer too. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely good for me to mix it up. Uh, I, I'd always can encourage growth. I think complacency is the worst thing you can ask for in life. Um, so I always like, I'm really bad about doing rosaries by myself. So I always jump on the opportunity when someone else is like leading a rosary to like get aboard that. And I really, yeah, so that's my big thing. I really want to get more into the rosary. Uh, but nice. sorry, what was the other part of your question? Um, did that answer it? it yeah, it I think so. I, um, yeah. I can tell you like before I go to bed, like I have a strategic order of how I do prayers. Because while I've always like been a spontaneous prayer, that's not that's not the correct noun. But um, uh, person who prays, uh, I've been also trying to focus more on praying for the blessings in my life, which I probably didn't do enough as a young person who complained all the time. Uh, so that's what I've recently, in the past few years, since moving out to Scottsdale, has realized that yes, it's important to give your worries and problems to God, but it's also very important to thank him for the blessings you have and to be cognizant of those blessings. And I think prayer, taking the time of your prayer just to focus on everything you have in your life also gives you a lot of good perspective for other things. Nice. So this podcast, we're, we're, we've got, we're, we're calling it the spirit is lit. Thomas, when we say this, what, when we say that, what does the spirit mean to you? Wow. Um, that's a loaded question. The spirit, um, I mean, what comes to me first is the Holy Spirit. That's a pretty, that's, that's like the spirit. Um, then I think obviously of, you know, the Trinity, God. So that's kind of, I think it's just that God's lit among us. He's there. He's shining. He's bright. Nice. I mean, I, there are other spirits out there, I guess, but the Holy Spirit, that's like, it's the top spirit, right? And feel free to correct me if there's other spirits I'm, Completely wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, nice. So uh, I think, I mean, we've already touched on it earlier, but maybe you could maybe touch on it maybe a little more concretely now with this, I guess. Do you think there was like a, a difference between your faith as a child and maybe even as a teen and then now? I guess what was, what do you think was different? Was there, and, and maybe 
were there certain things that you learned along the way that influenced that? Uh, definitely. Uh, I guess like as a child, I kind of thought religion was black or white. And I also grew up in a very religious area. I mean, not just Catholicism, but other denominations of Christianity. So a lot of those black and white traits were kind of shared among my peers and among the town I grew up in. Uh, and then I guess in high school, I started to grow more in my faith. And then I think college is when I really had the opportunity to like take the next big step in terms of starting to step back and realize that I don't know everything. And maybe the people I grew up with in the same town who all, all had a lot of shared experiences also maybe don't know everything. And I had to open my mind to different ideas and different thoughts and different opinions that proves before I was maybe taught that they weren't valid. But opening my perspective to those things while I was challenging, trying, trying to like, you know, learn new things, it was so important to me growing in my faith. Um, it kind of helped me learn to like focus my faith, not just on myself, but also other people. And that it's learned the importance of empathy and learn the importance of caring unconditionally for others. Uh, the importance of being pro-life at every step of life uh, in a lot of different areas that I didn't think about before. I think when I was in high school, my faith was more focused around me personally and what I was going through and what I needed out of my faith. And that was really important too. But I think getting older, I've had a lot more opportunities to see how God wants me to work with other people in life and realize that my faith isn't just about myself. Gotcha. So I think what I'm hearing is like, maybe just in a nutshell, like God got, your understanding of God got bigger over time. Yeah, that, that, that's a quicker way of saying it. I should have said it that way, a lot more efficient. Yeah, but then our podcast would only be like two minutes. No. That's fair. But yeah, like, though, I mean, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, looking back on you, you have the beginning, it was like just the rules, which I mean, we have to have these guidelines and stuff like that. But then you, then you get a little bit more of like the loving care and God caring for us individually, like, I guess what you're experiencing in high school. And then, like, as we get older, like, it's more like focused on from what you're saying, others around you. So it, just, yeah. it seems like every step got a little bit bigger. Like, have you, like, have you taken an intro psychology class? That's basically what my faith is like. It's been very linear in a lot of ways. Um, like, I was a child, and I didn't understand complex things. So I just saw the world as, like, right or wrong. And then when I was a teenager, I only thought about myself, which is – and then, like, when I got to college, that's when I, you know, had a better realization of the world and stopped, you know, being a self-centered teenager, essentially. <laughs> nice so thomas those were our um i guess i don't know um maybe i should preface this next this next portion in a different way um the spirit is lit which means that's the name of the podcast which means we have some rapid fire questions because you know fire and the spirit, the spirit being that's lit. good yeah i like i like the the imagery the good. consistency across the board good um so I have some fire round questions you're gonna have. They're gonna be some of them are gonna be deep, some of them are gonna be um, not so deep. Answer them as fast as you can. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite saint? Saint Maximilian Colby. Nice. Dutch Bros or Starbucks? Um, I don't really go to either. Uh, I like black coffee, and then I sometimes like when ice is in it, and sometimes when it's like more chocolatey. But I'm more of a black coffee kind of person. That okay. doesn't help your question. Uh, Starbucks. Okay, there. Gotcha. 
So then, like, if so maybe if, if you were just to go to like Dutch Bros or Starbucks and not get anything, would you? Which one would you rather just sit at? Again, um, I feel like Starbucks has more sitting area. Maybe because okay. the, the Starbucks in my hometown was had a lot of a lot of space, a lot of square footage, and that was comfortable. So I'm gonna say that. Nice. Okay. Um, favorite method of prayer right now? Ooh, um, definitely still spontaneous prayer. That's not the noun. Uh, what do you call a person who prays? Is there a specific noun for it? I don't think there is. Jacob, you need to work on that um, right. in your free time. Change the English language. Uh, a spontaneous prayer. That's my big one. Nice. But I would like to get more into the rosary. And I think I've during quarantine, I've been getting more into it. Nice. All right. Who is more lit, Jacob or Emmy? Um, I'll go with you since Jacob, since uh, Emmy doesn't know hip music. <laughs> and I think yeah. you know hip music. Nice. Or at least you know some music. So um, I got one point. You got one point from last time. Emmy said that uh, you're more lit, but I'm more cool. So like we're basically opposites. Like you're you're fire, but I'm like cold. That's that sound. That sounds accurate. <laughs> All right. If you were pope for a day, what would you do? I I would love to go to the different immigration facilities in America. I think that would be important for the world, and I'm just curious to see all of that and as the pope i would have a lot more influence than i would now as not the pope thomas 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 went to the immigration um <laughs> uh, places sorry is that too much for your rapid fire question no no that's good um what was i supposed to say that i would like i don't know try to pee no, in every just, bathroom in the vatican on my one day no i'm just saying like my when i was in saying that i was saying like you have you have authority in being Thomas, Mike. Um, no, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just. But um, my second answer: I want to pee in every bathroom in the Vatican. My one day as Pope, if I'm at the Vatican. Nice. Um, you can cut that if you don't want that there. But <laughs> those are my two answers. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool? Like I don't know. Like I'm sure they're fancy. Yeah. I just live in an apartment. I don't have a fancy Vatican bathroom. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they, I wonder if they have like those, those like five thousand dollar ones. That, um, yeah, we'll cut this. Just kidding. Um, you know those <laughs> ones that like do the. Oh, never mind. Okay, next question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? This one's super, super philosophical. Give me a second. Two seventy two. 272 is that just for you is that for like everyone that's what i imagine is like the collective average okay. or not even no not the average because there's going to be some extremities let's say the median yeah okay take out you know the the far like really like people who lick really effectively and people who are bad at looking that's like a good <laughs> middle ground nice all right thomas well thanks for sharing thanks for being a part of this we are looking forward emmy you and I are looking forward to our podcast series, The Spirit is Lit. All right, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace.